Cool. Welcome, everybody, to episode nine of Camology, the Cambridge podcast. And uh, this week we are speaking to uh, Natalie or Nat to her to her clients, Natalie Harmon of uh, Sports Corrective Therapy. Hi, Nat. How are you doing? Hi, Dan. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Really happy to be here and uh, yeah, say hi to everyone and also share my experience and my knowledge. Good stuff. Good stuff. Nat, do you want to give us a bit of background on yourself, uh, your sort of connection to Cambridge? And yeah, just just give us a sort of background of um, yeah where you've sort of come from and, and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, of course. So um, I'm a sports therapist. I graduated in 2010 from Coventry University. I started my venture in Cambridge in 2015 where I, I managed to set up a, a successful sports injury clinic. Now have two employees working out of that clinic, out of um, a little gym called the House of Fitness, uh, which is on Copley Hill Business Park in Babraham. So really close connections with Adam Brooks Hospital. Uh, we have uh, some, some clients uh, that, that work there uh, who are doing a fantastic job at the moment. So nice. uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're fully supportive of um, we give discounts to NHS anyway. We always have since since day one. Nice. Um, so yeah, um, and now uh, I am at the moment. I'm in uh, a town called Winsford. This is where I live now. We've lived here for about a year, and I set up my second clinic in uh, a little town called Congleton. So it's a nice little quirky town, uh, quite similar to Saffron Walden. Um, if you guys are familiar with that, yeah. lovely, beautiful town. And yeah, that's been going for about two years now. So we're, yeah, it's, I've got one um, uh, self-employed associate uh, helping me out. Uh, we're very, very, we work very, very closely with personal trainers. We believe that taking the holistic approach is very important in what we do. It's not just about that one-to-one. -one, it's about communicating with coaches. It's personal trainers, sports clubs, it's GPs. It's making sure that you know, as sports therapists, we're, we're not HCPC registered, which means that, you know, we can't actually diagnose injuries, but we can refer to people um, for, for advice. So our, our kind of uh, approach is, you know, if you've got like an ache or a niggle, um, then, you know, it's, it's trying to take the strain off the NHS by coming to see us first, you know, go privately, see if we can help. We always do discounts. So we're always there to... To, to you know put your needs first um and yeah it's it's just about making sure that we're we're putting people in the right places to get uh, the best out of what they need um regardless of whether it's a pain or they just you know they have got a little niggle or an injury that they need sorting out um so yeah that's that's predominantly what sports therapist does it's interesting you, you mentioned uh, uh you, you the, the phrase that stuck with me you talked about being a, a holistic approach did you mention nutritionists as well just as an aside yeah so it's really important it's not just like uh the fitness coaches and the fitness world it is sort of like yeah we 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 do work closely with a reflexologist as well um again reflexology is all, all the you know meridians in the foot feet as well and just by pressing on certain areas of the feet it can can help reduce discomfort and aches and niggles in certain areas of the body as well so again, if, if, if is we that, don't feel... Is that, is that working on uh, acupuncture lines as well? Is that the same yes. thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
um it's yeah it's it's really really good um i think there's there's more there's because there, there hasn't been a lot of research in it so it's, it's some of it is more anecdotal research rather than evidence-based um but again i, I personally I, I my in my opinion i think anecdotal is just as good as the research if mm. it works for you then why not keep doing it yeah so yeah yeah um yeah the personal trainers that we we um work with they they kind of have like you know nutritional um you know advice and support as well so we kind of do refer on to nutrition nutritionists as well um and and also someone called ben coomer he's a he's a really good guy to to get in touch with in terms of if you're having trouble with like nutrition uh diets things like that so uh yeah ben coomer um is is the guy to to go and find nice so Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, thanks for name checking in. What we'll do, uh, we'll put his information um, uh, in the blurb in the on the Facebook page afterwards. So give give some links to him. But you are you're a so you Cambridge born and bred. Yeah. Yeah. So a little town called St Neots in Cambridgeshire. Um, that's where I was raised. Uh, went to Longstands College and um yeah really really good met some lovely people still got some amazing best friends there so they're all spread out over the country now um yeah. but yeah um it's it's a nice little town i think i don't know what the, the population is but it's yeah i love the riverside park uh, right. you know who, who know where i mean um, <laughs> so yeah i haven't been been there for a while um but yeah all my family are around that region so still still come around and um obviously I, I do cpd training around cambridge as well for my guys so i'm always in and around cambridge um and every now and then my clients always sort of message me and say oh next time you're in cambridge let's meet for a drink so yeah which is really nice so we do meet up um which is which is cool good stuff i don't think you'd uh i don't know the last time you went to St. Nitz, but i don't think you'd recognize it because there's uh, a town well, it's the new the new sector of St. Neots is called Winteringham. I don't know if you've have you seen when was the last Winteringham. I know. No. So I think the, per, the the developers who actually built who are building this uh, this massive like new bit to St. Neots, they must have been fans of Lord of the Rings because it's yeah it's called Winteringham, <laughs> and uh, yeah it's probably it makes St. Neots seem double the size now. So it's uh, oh wow, I'm gonna have to visit this wintering am <laughs> yeah doesn't look well it doesn't look like middle earth no that's the uh, lord of the rings isn't it i'm mixing yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing up my mythical uh, uh dramas <laughs> yeah um so so you moved up to cheshire and um uh, that was um that was uh last last year last year a couple of years ago yeah a couple of years ago now yeah we um we uh, we were renting first in a lovely village called Brown Edge in Staffordshire Moorlands. So it was beautiful up there. Not great in winter time because we got snowed in and couldn't get out of the village. <laughs> so that wasn't uh, that wasn't fun trying to get to work. But yeah, yeah, we've been yeah the clinic's been up and running now for two two just over two years. Um, it's going really strong. We've got some really good connections around the local area. Um, and, and, and also the same for Cambridge as well. We, we like to link up with other companies. So whether that's corporate, whether that's um, sports clubs, uh, other gyms, we, we like to just, you know, volunteer our time. Uh, there's some health and wellness events that we, we hopefully are going to get to by the end of this year. Yeah. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, because again, we, we just like to set up a tent in the market. Um, 
used to do this in Saffron Walden as well. Uh, set up set up a tent and just offer our uh, you know free massages to people and free advice. Um, because we just we we just want to educate people and make sure that everyone is you know getting the best out of you know their their life and you know whether that's like being a bit healthier and healthy lifestyle. Um, we, obviously we can't you know diagnose certain things or we we can't give out people you know programs to help with diet but we can you know we can advise and, and you know um help direct people to the right place yeah so yeah yeah so, so the word that the word that springs to mind there when you were talking about it's about it's about the education side of it so it's just um so you so before the podcast started we were talking about um you know what you're doing at the moment i don't think we could get through any podcast or any conversation without talking about coronavirus and how it's kind of you know it's been it's been affecting you are, are you happy to share with sort of a how it's affected affected yourself and your business and then b kind of you know what you're doing at the moment to sort of counteract that and what you're yeah what you're doing at the moment yeah of course i'm happy to dan i think it's really important we all share our experiences um and you know our thoughts and our feelings that's that's just how we are as as people we no 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 you're, you're, we need you're, to be social. You're, you're totally wrong let's bottle them up and let some less can yeah we, we, <laughs> i mean so yeah it's 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 always think uh it's always good that uh you know we we must share and i think uh you know the time to bottle them up and hold it in and not share that again i think uh dare I say it, how vulnerable we all are and how much of a massive sort of change that it's affected all of us really, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah. So the, the business is currently closed for face to face appointments. Um, we we've been closed since I think like mid March. So it's, that's really impacted, um, you know, the, the, the revenue of the business. Um, so yeah, we, we were a little bit worried, like, are the government going to help and things like this, but, you know, luckily the, the government are really good. They're helping everyone, which is great. We've got a couple of staff that are, you know, furloughed, um, which again, um, I think they're helping out in their local communities. I've said, like, make sure that you've, you know, at least doing some volunteer work. I think it's really important that if we're fit and well, that we, we help others at a time like this. Um, and it's the same for me. I'm, I'm doing as much as I can online um, for as little as possible. It's not about uh, making money for us at the moment. It's about just offering advice. I've got clients texting me, um, you know, left, right and centre at the moment and just mm. giving them free advice. I think that's really important to get the message across that we are just here if anyone needs a chat yeah. um, about injuries or, or pain or whatever it is. Um, because, uh, yeah, one of my blogs that I've, I've written is on something called the biopsychosocial model. And, and this approach is, again, it's holistic. It's focusing not only if someone's in pain, it can, you know, you can get increased pain just by getting stressed out working at a desk. You can get, you can get it if, you know, you've got a bit of a, an issue at the moment with hormones. You know, you, if your hormones are up and down and you've got increased cortisol or adrenaline at the moment due to stress, that's, mm. that's going to change change your pain levels um and we want to we want to be focusing on happy hormones and and this is why movement is medicine it's you know movement exercise it releases those endorphins so that is why there's so much research out there at the moment um, and it has been for a very long time that you know it reduces pain it improves function so mm. i think you said yourself earlier um 
you know you, you've increased your exercise um, levels uh yeah i mean it's quite interesting actually because i remember uh because uh, obviously i've done loads of these zoom calls so i, I can obviously see myself uh, obviously speak and i remember uh, when i was doing zoom calls just a couple of months ago and I looked, I was looking at myself and I was looking at my eyes and I was looking at my face and I was like, oh my God, you look ill, man. Do you know what I mean? You know, I wasn't ill as such, but oh, I didn't, you know, didn't um, frame myself as being ill. But, you know, the kind of the kind of energy levels, because, um, you know, I was just sort of stuck indoors and I'm thinking, what am I going to do? But now I do, um, uh, do uh, cycle rides. Uh, around uh cambridge i'm doing um what i'm finding actually i'm doing is um like 18 minute hit sessions so i'm just doing i don't know what you'd call uh i don't know the technical term for it but but again the point being is you know exercising each day and and how um my energy levels are up and my energy levels are up and therefore I'm not smacking loads of coffee. I mean, this is water. Well, you, probably can't, you can't see it now, can? You? But, but uh, yeah. So you, you're not, you're not, you're not always hitting coffee to bring your energy levels up. And um, it's interesting, isn't it? When you start to exercise, you release those hormones, but your ability to, and let's be honest, it's my ability to process, uh, and perhaps it's the same for the listeners as well. To ability to process what the hell is going on right now or even look at it in a logical um uh, cool minded way is it, you know it's, it's totally different from you know a couple of months ago where it's just you know you're just you're you're just on um survival mode do you know what i mean yeah yeah and this is one of the things that exercise is great at doing is it it, it improves our our focus and our attention um, and concentration and I think this is what can help people throughout this time so it's it going back to the uh, biopsychosocial model it's it's that it's that psych it's the you know it's the it's the behaviors it's the personality it's uh, attitudes beliefs it's it's mm. learning so I think it's really important I think there's a there's a there's actually something on Netflix at the moment um called coronavirus explained i haven't watched it yet but i mean i don't know whether you have uh i was well we were watching afterlife uh last night and it popped up uh before we pressed on to afterlife but i definitely wanted to see it actually yeah 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 so even learning and again it's going back to education if we know more about the coronavirus then maybe that will you know kind of reduce our fears and anxiety and and you know our understanding of it um, there's something uh, i talk about a lot called the kubler ross curve which is um it ha has a few stages uh, first stage you're up here and you're really anxious you're really scared you're really angry and frustrated um because of this new situation that's going on and it could be anything it doesn't have to be the, the coronavirus um, so what's know, that called the kubler kubler ross so k u b l e r yeah Ross, as in Ross from Friends. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> had, to, had to get that one in there. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, Kubler Ross curve, it's called. Um, and again, uh, once you've once you've kind of gone through that angry frustration sort of phase, the next stage is right. Okay, well, 
now I've gone through my wobble. I've had my wobble. I call them wobbles. I've had <laughs> my wobble. I, I, I've, I've done it. I've been there. Now it's time to focus on what can I do to, to change. So I can't control the coronavirus. However, I can control certain other things. And I've actually written a blog on what we can control. So it's really important that we focus on these things, these positives. Um, and, and that can just be, you know, right, okay, well, one of the things before coronavirus, I was a rubbish, me personally, I, I was rubbish at baking cakes. I'm mm. going to now spend more time in the kitchen baking cakes. Um, same for my partner. He's, he's, he's not the best cook. So, you know, he's, <laughs> he's the cook at the moment in the house and he's actually improving. He's, he's getting better. So it's, now's the time to focus and take that control and, and focus on things that, you know, taking up new hobbies that maybe, you know, you weren't great at before and now you've got more time to, to delve into. Um, so I think that's really important to, to focus on those positives. Um, so again, I'll, I'll send you the link to that because there's like a list of things. Um, and I, there's, a, there's even a little mini challenge. Uh, that I've, I've even set my friends this task as well. And they've picked three things to work on from this list on my blog. Ooh. And they're going to work on it for the next week or so. And then in, in a few weeks' time, I'm going to ask them, I'm going to like, so how have you been getting them all those three things then? Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting. To, yeah. Because it's in, interesting because there is, there is the getting past the wobble stage and there is, you know, what can you control? And it's quite interesting you talk about, you know, it may seem like a menial a menial thing, but, you know, just the art of trying new things and baking a cake and I don't know, just perhaps being in the kitchen and being mindful of what you're doing and concentrating and uh, yeah, on a, on yeah. a new and, and on a new task. And perhaps dare I say, dare I say it, as 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 sort of two business owners, you're sort of married to your to to, to your business, and perhaps you do, you know get the chance to do the things you'd want to do. Do you know what I mean? So that you get that, totally, you get that variety, you get that variety of life back, which. We all go into self-employment thinking we're going to have that variety, but it never it never ends up that way, it, does it? Yeah, it never does. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm very thankful and grateful at the moment for the time that we're, we're we've been given, because it does mean that we get to you know Zoom or Skype our friends more. You know, I've I've been in contact with friends I've not heard from heard of heard from in like three years, which is brilliant. Wow. So um, it's it's great to to sort of focus on those things and. And, you know, what, what, you know, what, what, it, you almost have to ask yourself, do I miss anything from the life we previously had before coronavirus? So hmm. obviously I miss my friends. I miss seeing people, that face-to-face -face connection and hugging people. And it's like, well, what do we not miss? So we have to ask us, ourselves, you know, well, I don't miss the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> who, who loves traffic? Yeah. You know, um, what else don't I miss? So there's, there's loads of, there's loads of things that you could maybe jot down on a bit of paper like what do you miss from you know pre-covid 19 and then and what you know what what didn't you miss back then hmm. as well so it's it's good to ask you to answer those questions in your head and sort of write it all down and I, i've been writing in a diary as well which has been helping quite a lot um just getting things down you know plans um activities uh, I... there's a lot of research saying that if you write stuff <laughs> yes look at that i've got my a3 sheet exactly. of, i've got my mind map. 
you it's so important i know it sounds dark but diaries mind maps getting stuff out of your head and just yeah it's ugh. it's been proven it's, mm. it's in the research to say if you write stuff down you'll achieve your goals and i'm constantly telling friends and family if you've got an if you've got a dream or you you want to chase something or you've got a goal that you want to achieve write it down step by step start with that long-term picture and then mm. Do baby little goals and yeah, yeah, make yeah. sure you're working through them. Set yourself deadlines. Yeah. So yeah, it's really important. Um, and then once you've gone through stage two of the Kubler-Ross, then you're like at that, that stage three where you're like, I understand. I'm accepting it. I I totally get where we're at now because I've experimented with these new trying new things and doing new things and and yeah, I'm, I'm kind of I don't know where you are at stage one, two, two or three, but I'm definitely at the three now. Uh, I'll share with you though. I'll share with you. Um, that's, that, that's a bit of hay fever, but is it last Monday? Yeah, no, it, it just, it hit me last Monday. I'm shaping my eyes because I tell you last Monday, oh God, yeah, dear. Last Monday though, it did hit me. The, you know, you talk about accepting, you talk about really accepting, it's, it hit me like, and I, so since, since up until that point, I've kind of been rationalizing it and trying to, you know, trying to sort of intellectualize it and yeah, tell myself, I don't know, just, I don't think it was deluding, perhaps I was deluding myself, you know, saying I'll be okay and all the rest of it. But mostly I hadn't accepted it. And then just Monday, it just was, oh dear. And I, and I don't know if it was being upset. I wasn't I wasn't crying because I was upset it was just that kind of emotion just coming up and I was like oh god so that's it's kind of just been stored stored in there and now there is this um I don't know it's like Celeve I mean I kind of I I guess that was a bit bit of a breakthrough for me just to kind of know that this is going to be this is going to be a a newish normal and And yeah, it's just again, it's just the it's the 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 lack of bit of feedback there, a lack of con, uh, lack of control. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm teetering between stage one and probably more in stage two now. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, and I think also you probably had like a sigh of relief as well, maybe on that Monday where that's mm. where you started to go. Wow, I understand that this is going to be the new norm and we're all going to have to adapt and change and, yeah. and, and think about how we now live our lives in, in the future. Cause I think there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of people that maybe are thinking of changing career, changing jobs and, you know, um, you know, it, there's going to be a, a definitely a lot of changes um, to the economy. So, yeah. Yeah. And then that, and they're kind of in that people's like, you know, people now working from home and people perhaps will, people will continue to work from home perhaps businesses will it will be an economic necessity to work from home because they can't afford the office space and then what happens to people's work-life balance how does family dynamics change you know um yeah and then again i'm just thinking on from that perhaps the sort of the mental health side of it where you know some companies might have to work from home and then some people might miss going into the office you know the social interaction with with other you know with other um, members of staff. It's the the ram yeah. I mean, like you say, the ramifications are going to go on for years. Well, that's going to go on for the next fifty years. I don't know. 
yeah oh yeah this is definitely going to change change us um and yeah going back to the the psychological part is it's it's hopefully going to make us all realize what things are important to us Mm. um and for example exercise and movement and you know strength training the there's there's a lot of you know i've got a lot of clients at the moment that have um maybe struggled to to exercise and that's because of their physical health such as things like osteoporosis um and there's this big thing at the moment um especially in america where they've kind of you know made a big breakthrough that you know strength training for for older adults is fantastic to help with certain physical uh, health conditions um and it's so it's there's loads of videos on it again i'm happy to share links um on this um because i think it's it's just brilliant um the the video that i saw was you know the a, a clip of you know i think over 60s lifting weights in a gym um and it's it, it's more like a personal training studio because obviously you know it's first time it might be the first time in a gym so it might be a little bit you know um you know unfamiliar um but again um getting you know getting the work done and getting the strength training in they were reporting less aches and pains they were able to move more freely uh they were happier in themselves as well because uh, they're either losing weight or they felt you know physically fitter to pick up their grandchildren and Hmm. you know and all of those things are the important things and i think if this is what i try to do in clinic is i say people come to me and say i've got hip pain or i've got back pain i'm like right okay so what is it stopping you from doing and they're like well why do you need to know that i'm like well because you know i do it's it's important that i get to know your life and, and you know what's more important to you and nine times out of ten it will be playing with the kids or it will be, you know, playing football with, with you know, the grandkids, um, taking them to the park, being able to walk longer in order to, to take the kids out longer. So all of these sort of things, it's all family um, orientated, which, yeah, I think is, is definitely um, the most important thing. So, yes, it's great for these, for the older adults to sort of strengthen up and stuff, but it's, it's getting their life back it's mm. it's make it's ma- making a huge difference um so yeah and it's not just uh older adults it's it's the young ones as well there's there's plenty of research for strength training um that that shows that it it not only reduces the risk of injuries but also improves sports mm. performance so it's yeah it's it's absolutely brilliant um i'll be getting i'll be writing a blog on this shortly um it'll it'll be called like muscle size versus muscle strength and the two are completely different it's it's muscle size is hypertrophy it's kind of you know doing your you know your eight to twelve sort of reps so going back a couple of steps so 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 um from from what i understand you're saying is that people in their own homes could perhaps i don't know can go on to to amazon and buy some dumb perhaps i'm making it too simplistic can go on to amazon buy some dumbbells um, or whatever it may be, and then kind of watch some videos and w- do workouts that can have this, they can easily do it in the front room, they perhaps don't have to do it in the gym, is that? Is that? Yeah, yeah, this is going to completely change things, and, and, you know, a lot of people are just paying gym memberships and not actually going to the gym, so <laughs> those are the people that, are you one of them, Dan? <laughs> I've, I've, I, yes, yeah, 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 it's, I, it's just for my ego, so yeah, I'm, I, uh, 
you know, just like having conversations. I like, yeah, I'm a member of that gym, yeah. But <laughs> basically it means I went once, sweated a bit, and then got a bit paranoid about my physical appearance and then left. <laughs> that was the sum total of it. But, uh, well, yeah, working out at home can be just as beneficial. Um, I, I personally, in my opinion, would uh, get a personal trainer online to show you those those sort of exercises so yeah. get yes get the equipment get get the, the right equipment in um but also it's important to make sure you get an induction inductions are there to, for free with a personal trainer to make sure you're doing these safe and and correct um to obviously make sure that you know that you reduce in the risk of injury straight away yeah. so uh, and having a good warm-up is is really important um and i think we were talking earlier about static stretching and static stretching in, in a warm-up there's more evidence coming out now that you don't need to do static stretching so static stretching is when you're you hold a stretch um, okay. the muscle is in like a lengthened state and it's it's being held for a certain certain amount of time yeah um however new research is suggesting that we actually make it more specific to the the sport or the or the movement that we're trying to do so in a dynamic way because we're we're trying to prepare the body for movement so why are we doing why are we doing something static that's not moving to prepare yeah. the body to move so uh, and this is this is where what, what we're teaching at the moment is making sure that um for example if someone's going to be doing some squats um can can they even get into a squat position so we would do some some nice drills around the hips and make sure that um, you know they can get into hip flexion which is bringing the knee up to your chest uh, you know can they can they sort of get into a, a lunge position okay um, so all of these all of these movement um, uh, tests that we do um, are just making sure that you know our, our clients and everyone are able to get into certain positions um, so how would, how, perhaps, how would this link to I'm just just thinking out loud how, the, how could we sort of link this to I don't know, people I know listening to this podcast stuck in front of their laptop all day. Is there a, is this sort of uh I'm like probably like me now, sort of hunched up and and static. Is there something that sort of people at home could could be doing in terms of their in terms of their stretching at, at this time? Yeah, totally. Um I mean a lot of my friends are doing like online yoga there's so so much going on on online at the minute um we, we do um weekly i move freely mobility classes so that's uh, we, we incorporate stretching uh dynamic stretching um mobility uh, as well as something called a muscle energy technique so this is like a manual therapy advanced technique that physios osteop osteopaths chiropractics uh clinics use um and it's just uh, all, all that means is it's, it's taking the muscle into a lengthened position and then you apply a very, very gentle contraction, isometric contraction of the muscle. So isometric just simply is like a, um, it just means that the muscle is in that constant length and it's not being moved, but there's a, a, a slight resistance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's one of the safest things um, to, to use in, in clinic very very effective as well in improving joint range of motion um, and getting muscles to function better so these exercises they're, they're something that we teach people um, in a very safe way so obviously 
you know not one exercise fits all uh, mm. because everyone's different so we like to change it up a little bit teach it in different angles different ways so I may teach it in laying uh, sitting standing uh, there's lo- loads of different ways to, to teach one exercise because um, we, were, we were talking last week about um uh different exercises and how some people might go out and go yeah i'm gonna i'm in lockdown so i bought myself some new trainers i'm gonna go for a expensive trainers i'm gonna go for a 10 mile run and that's gonna be the great best thing for me and i remember you saying that um oh, i'm gonna murder this now isn't it it's endo endo dwarfs endomorphs there we go endomorphs, this? Ectomorphs. yeah, yeah Good stuff. <laughs> so then so so where there's three different body types, I get. I guess what you were saying is different types of uh, exercise will will be more beneficial for for, for the uh, each different type. Is that is that? I don't, have I remembered it correctly? You have indeed. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Again, I've got loads of time in it, so I've been doing lots of reading and research, and um, yeah, come across a, a nice blog on you know what body type. I did like a little quiz out that I'm an endomorph which means I've kind of got that curvy sort of shape to me Um, and there's a certain there's a certain way endomorphs compared to ectomorphs and mesomorphs have to train and exercise Um, and for the endomorphs it's it's more focusing on what what you you've been doing actually those hit workouts the which is a high intensity interval training session um, and again, they're saying that the research shows that you just need to do three lots of these. I think the minimum is like 15 minutes or something. Um, a day? Uh, um, three, oh. time, three sessions a week. Okay. Um, and they only have to be 15 minutes. So, yeah, yeah. How good is that? Then I can awesome, eat Kit, but then I can eat Kit Kats and uh, <laughs> in between it. So I've got, well, oh, brilliant. Well, that's all so right. That's, that's the result. <laughs> that's the cardio. Um, so that's like your free sessions, but then they're obviously going back to the strength training. They're saying that you kind of need to get in at least two to three sessions of strength training, which is different to these hit workouts. So yes. strength training is going into, like I said before, like instead of working on muscle size, it's muscle strength. So it's it's making sure that you're lifting heavier. So um, the best way to to look at it is you you've got a dumbbell, you you're lifting it, and you've done eight reps and it, you're like oh oh this is still easy I can keep going you need to load that so that you get to five reps and you can just about do five reps that's proper strength training right there mm-hmm. so that's that's where you're going to get strong is by doing heavier weights like loading loading the bars and doing about five reps and sets again can be again three to four five some people go up to eight sets and drop the reps even lower and yeah. um, so instead of doing like four sets of five they'll do like eight sets or ten sets of two reps or whatever mm. um so it's really that 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 i think is is uh definitely worth doing at least twice a week on major muscle groups such as you know your, your quads your hamstrings glutes um so all your lower limb muscles but also upper body strength is really important as well um, so making sure shoulder press, chest press, uh, you're rowing as well. All those sorts of movements um, need to be in there. Uh, they're, they're definitely worth doing. Um, mm. Going back to the running shoes um, and, and the running, I think that you mentioned before, there's a guy mm. called Matt Phillips 
Um, and he, uh, I went to his running conference last year, which was absolutely brilliant. Um, that was in Brighton. Um, and again, there were, um, I think there was a guy called Simon Bartold, a podiatrist all the way from Australia, he came oh, yeah. to, to do a talk. Um, and again, um, I think there was um, Zeron PT, uh, Chris Johnson, I believe his name is, a uh, personal trainer from uh, America. So there's loads of people flown in to Brighton to give talks and, and you know, give us the latest research on running. Yeah, so yeah. going back to running shoes, like what's the best running shoe for you? Well, uh, again, if I can find the video, I'll, I'll definitely send you the link because it's a, it's a brilliant video. Um, but it explains that just wear shoes that are bloody comfortable. That's <laughs> 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 the answer to the question. So you know how you've got like you go into a running shop and they're like, oh, you're overpronating or you've got <laughs> yeah. a high arch. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had that spiel, don't worry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, I, um, I, as my shoes, I, I mean, I go. To, I forget the name of the company now. Uh, place down um, Huntington. Up and running. Road. No, running down Huntington Road. Um, the, what, one in one in Huntington Road, one in Peterborough. Um, active. Oh. But point being is, I use run. I buy these running trainers for my for my um i do a bit of running in them but uh, they're they're just my fashion shoes because i'm they're just so comfortable that yeah because i live in my shoes basically so um but yeah the point being is just to find shoes that are comfortable rather than perhaps going yeah. into this um, yeah and the video is really cool because it shows you that even if you've got like a a, a supported shoe with with a, a, a bit of a you know a, a bit of a nice little a cushioned shoe yeah, yeah, yeah compared to like a neutral your foot will still do the same sort of mechanics and movement in the shoe regardless because of how much you weigh so the i think it, uh the, the load going through and the stress and forces going through your body and your feet are phenomenal and not a tiny bit of cushioned support in a shoe is going to stop that isn't it 10 so, times your body weight isn't it is that yeah it? yeah it's it's quite a lot so Again, that's why strength training, I, I try and, 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 you know, when I, when I see my runners in clinic, I'm like, you started strength training? And they're like, yeah, yeah, I started. I'm like, brilliant. This is great news because it's only going to improve your running performance and, and get, you, get you running faster and longer. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's brilliant. Um, managed to convert most of my running clients to at least two sessions of strength training a week. Um, and again, doesn't, doesn't have to be at a gym can be at home yeah but that's so interesting because i've heard and you know anecdotally over the years you you hear people saying about well don't just run it's just though it might be good to get out and you know mentally get out get out of the house and run you just yeah. can't doing it on its own just doing it running on in isolation uh you know and people running running 10 kilometers on their first run it's just not the right thing to do is it it's because there's the um uh what is it the not to not the, the as, as a separate thing yeah 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 because it because uh, again isn't it the muscles when you're when you're when you when you start running the muscles around your knee they're just not there and you've got to yeah. build those up yeah, yeah yeah so running in its in itself like you said you can treat that as a strengthening exercise also so yeah yeah you know, the, the more you run and the more you practice a movement pattern, the better you're going to get at it. So mm. it's the same with anything. It's the same with squatting. The more you squat, the better you'll get. 
the more you run the better you get the more you swim the better you get um and it's it's tiny it, you may need a few tweaks here and there but whether that's biomechanically um and we, i can talk about extrinsic versus intrinsic biomechanics as well um later on um but going back to what you said about running and you know um i think someone said to me the other day is is running you know long distance is it really good for us um and there's and there's actually been an interesting uh journal paper come out recently on they did a study on um they got uh three groups i think one was like a sedentary group um didn't do exercise the second group did you know your short runs and then your, your third group did your, your long runs mm. and the i think they did uh, like a um they did loads of different tests, but I think they were just reporting the incidence of injuries. So, you okay. know, which ones got injured. Um, and the, the group that had the less injuries were, in fact, the guys that did the short runs over the guys that did the long runs. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the sedentary people that had never run before and didn't take part in any exercise, they, they had injuries as well as the guys that did long distance and, and the guys that did the short runs were like, yeah, I'm fine. Pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, it's worth kind of, it depends on how much running means to you. So I'll always say to the client, why do you run? What's, why do you want to run? And they'll always say, I just want to get fit. I'm like, there's so many different mm. ways you can get fit. Like these hip workouts, for example, and strength training. Um, you know, you can turn your strength training sessions into a cardio session quite easily just by adjusting, you know, weight, sets and reps. Mm. So it depends on what you find enjoyable and it always has to come down the, to the fun factor. Like what, you know, enjoyment. Mm. Yeah. That's interesting that because again, I, I, I was, although I was joking earlier, it was, it was trying to, I'd lost enjoyment. I mean, I've been a few times, I'm, I'm sort of playing out there. I've been a few times, but then you, you I don't know. It, was, it was just wasn't enjoying that training. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I wish I could be more profound than that. And I was just like, I was, I was doing the training and I wasn't kind of enjoying it at the place. And then there's always that leap to get you out of the house, to get in the car, to go to the gym. And then when you get there, you think, oh God. Uh, yeah, yeah. Could, I could do without it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Trying to find it again, yeah. perhaps you're finding excuses not to do it, but it's just, yeah, you, you, you're right. It's that kind of, um, you know, that enjoyment factor. And I think, uh, I mean, how good, just out of interest, how good cycling as, as, as well? Because I, I mean, I've always, I just do love to get on my bike. I don't know. Yeah. Cycling is great because again, you, you are using less, you know, less, less energy when you cycle compared to when you run. Um, because you know you haven't you, you there's no impact it's it's just you know that that rhythm so and you're using less muscle groups you you just kind of use like utilizing some fixator muscles like your core and then you've got glutes and your hamstrings and quads and a little bit of calf activation in there as well so yes less muscles are working however cycling can actually help with your running performance and the way it does that is your lungs you, your respiratory system it's it's improving your, your your vo2 and your vo2 max so that's that's a really important so the maximum amount of air you can get physically yeah. in you know so it's it's i think 
changing it up a little bit is always a good thing and that's something that me and my partner have done recently is we've always been into like um jogging and and focusing on short runs but just recently like we've fixed our bikes we've had time to get you know the, mm. the puncture kit out and, <laughs> and fix the bikes <laughs> so and and that's dramatically helped and um, even by doing more mobility drills um i i, I think uh, i haven't done a 5k in in months because of um just my own fitness levels and you know a few little um you know illnesses and stuff hmm. and then out of nowhere i did like a mobility class like for an hour went out and did a 5k just like that Good and stuff. it was it just felt easy um and i think as much as it, it's variety because i hadn't done it in so long you you get excited but then also hmm. you've prepared your body to move with all the muscle energy techniques and and the mobility and the, and the dynamic stretching you've you've you, it's just practicing those certain movement patterns um and making and i guess that self-awareness and spatial awareness of you know what what your body's going to be capable of doing so interesting yeah. point uh, interesting point about a self, a sort of self-awareness about what you can do and what you can't do and where you perhaps you're at at the moment um and but yeah perhaps you know going out and doing a 20k run from nothing is not going to be the best like you said earlier it's not going to be the best thing for uh uh, for a lot of people at the moment so you before we i want to go back to that point you talked about um intrinsic extrinsic muscles so, yes yeah. yes so um there's so biomechanics is just simply the study of human movement and and it just comes down to you've got two categories extrinsic and intrinsic uh, extrinsic is uh, the best example is um you're you're in a gym with a personal trainer and they're watching you squat and they're doing like the, all the, because a good personal trainer will assess your movement before you even get into a gym yeah. and it will look at your mobility. They'll look at your mobility and see what, you know, get that sort of foundation. So they know exactly what you're capable of. And they'll look at your squat and they'll go, Oh, your, your knees turning, turning in when you squat. And uh, they'll be like, Oh, 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 I didn't know that. I, I'll try and keep it out. And then they'll, the client will be like, oh, yeah, I'll be able to, yeah, I can do it. It's fine. And they squat normally. So that's extrinsic. Mm. Now, say you've got the same client and they keep squatting and the personal trainer is like, well, why, why can't you turn your knee out? And they're like, I physically can't. It just won't do it. It's, it's just impossible. Or, for example, they can do it and then they go, oh, I've got back pain now. Like when I keep my knee turned out, the same as the other one, I've, I've got back, low back pain. Why, why is that? And that's intrinsic. So, we're looking at why the knee turns in. So it's mm. not correcting the extrinsic, it's focusing on what, could, what potential structure, be it a nerve, joint, muscle, fascia, and we'll get onto fascia in a minute, um, is, is causing that knee to, when you squat, why does that knee fall in? It could be your pelvis, it could be the opposite shoulder. There's, there's research to show that you know, the left shoulder and the right hip are connected uh, through fascia. Um, so it, it could be absolutely anything causing that knee to fall in. It could be the, the fact that the foot is, is in that sort of uh, overpronated position. It's, so the, the, the arch is a bit lower um, mm. from, from a weak foot, from, from having surgery or an injury of some sort. Um, it could be that uh, that person has been sat at a desk all day and you know, their, their right shoulder has been hunching over the mouse for hmm. long periods of time. So it's adapted, the, the body's adapted into that position. 
and they go see the personal trainer and they squat and they, they notice the left knee's going in. So mm. it could be just because that right shoulder is just a bit, a bit, you know, limited in range mm. and, and pulling across the fascial lines. So, yeah. Yeah. Which is a nice, so a nice segue into uh, fascia as well. So if you said, what is it? So what is a fascia line? <laughs> so, <laughs> so fascia, myofascia is, a, I kind of look at it as the, the muscle's skin. So you know like how the bone, the bone has skin, which is periosteum. The best way to, to kind of, the best um, way to describe it is that the fascia is absolutely everywhere. So it's a strong connective tissue and you can't, you can't just stretch one piece of it. It just doesn't work like that. It's integrated. It's like a train. Um, and there's, there's a, there's a guy called Thomas Myers again. Um, I've got plenty of his books, um, but he, he rambles on about uh, these, these myofascial lines and meridians of the body. And there's, there's, there's hundreds and, to be honest, I, th I think there's even more than what we think. And that's what's great about the human body. We still don't know everything about the human mm. body. Um, so, yeah, it's it's connecting everything up. It's connecting your tendons, muscles, ligaments, joint capsule, um, the synovial fluid in the joint capsule, everything. It connects everything together. So not only, you know, when you move a muscle, you're not just using one thing you're using areas and, and structures around that area as well so it's uh, it's the same with footballers and um you know the hurdles when 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 those guys go over the hurdles yeah, yeah. you know they're, they're stretching that hamstring they're not they're eccentrically loading the hamstring to make sure that they stop at a certain level but also the sciatic nerve is having a having a play in there as well so there's there's loads of other structures that are working at the same time to make sure that we don't, you know, we, we don't get injured and we, 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 you know, adapt and change mm. and get better. Um, because that's what we want. We want to get better at the skills that we, we practice. Mm. So, yeah. I'm just trying to know you mentioned hurdling. I'm just trying to fit was it Tony Jackson, wasn't it? Tony Jackson was the, is he the famous hurdler from, oh, who's that famous British hurdler? Or am I going, am I going back too far? But that's interesting. So you're, uh, so you're loading. I'm just trying to connect that all together now. So you're loading. So when you when you're doing a movement like that, you're not. It's not just your hamstring. So it's your pelvis as well. Did you mention or? Yeah, yeah. You've got opposing. So you've got hip flexors and you've got hip extensors. So you've got quads and then you've got hamstrings. Yeah. And you've got hip flexors that help out the quads as well to help get that get that leg over the hurdle in the first place. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. as as your your hip is flexing over and your quads and your hip flexors are active actively getting over the hurdle at the very end your hamstrings and and everything else are having to lengthen so they're having to relax but also at the end control the movement and that's what the eccentric contraction at the end is it's that it's that loading through a lengthened state so that's yes. what's helping to control the movement over. And again, going back to what we talked about earlier, um, where static stretching is, is, has been shown to not be as effective as dynamic stretching before exercise, is that a lot of people now are focusing on eccentric training, strength training, because it in fact reduces the risk of, of getting muscle injuries. So yeah, it's actually, it's actually better just to, to yeah, 
focus on the eccentric loading of a, of a muscle than it is doing doing some static stretching and 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 yeah focusing too much on that so I'm speaking to a footballer tomorrow. Is there any 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 sort of tip bit I can give him about his stretching? Because then I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. So is there anything I could anything I could say to him that he needs to do in the totally, totally. <laughs> um, make it specific. So always think about the movements in football that occur. So you know when like they they go to. I mean, what position does your football in? Well, he's he was a he's a striker. Could they could they could they practice falling over and feigning injury? They're very good at that, aren't they? So they are, they are. <laughs> um so yeah, I mean for that, um I would I'd get them to focus on if it's a striker who's gonna be doing a lot of shooting. Yeah. I would focus on getting him to stretch his and well, not stretch, mobilize his lateral line, which is um I'm talking myofascial lines now. So going back to the, the myofascia. Um, you've got groups of muscles like like we all, like we talked about before um, in terms of the trains because it's all a train it's all integrated yeah. um, that are on the outer side of the body so they all link up and they all work to make sure the footballer can do that side to side action and make sure that he's stabilizing in that plane of motion. Because yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got to yeah. be he's got to be quick and he is a striker he's got to be he's, uh, you know forward <laughs> backwards. He's, He's got yeah. to be good at sprinting. Is he good at sprinting? Uh, <laughs> well, when the guests see who it is, they'll probably laugh as well. No, he's he's more. Well, you say no. You say we, he was more of a target man, so he would be, he would be sort of bring it. Well, you're right. He'd probably be bringing it, target man, bring it down in his chest, and then turning around uh, and spinning around a defender. Love those strikers. I was a striker. I played for um, Bar Hill. Uh, ladies football club in oh. Cambridge oh hell fantastic so, yeah, yeah. Just... loved it absolutely <laughs> loved it so yeah oh he's the flipper on guy he's the one that holds it all up <laughs> flicks it on for the fast guy to just yeah run yeah. on to yeah pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, yes love those types of strikers <laughs> so yeah um yeah so for him I'd, I'd still be focusing on the lateral line and focusing on some like side bending stretches so really focusing on opening up like lower back muscles um, yeah. but also focusing on groins as well as the glutes because those two muscle groups are going to be like you know it's a, a opposing muscle groups again um we see a lot of people with uh, a lot of footballers with groin injuries and it's yeah. just because we don't we don't work the groins enough so getting on his groin and hip flexor strengthening definitely tell him to get on that as soon as you said that you know that brought you know where you brought it up you being in cheshire and you being near nearer to Manchester United, and then I also oh, I often thought about Ryan Giggs because he was always injured, wasn't he? And I, yeah. I and I wonder why. It's quite interesting why certain players get injured more 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 of the time. I don't know whether they're. I don't know. That's a very good question, Dan. Um, and I believe it's not just down to uh, not not being prepared enough in a warm up or not doing enough strength training. It's also down to genetics and our our overall body makeup. So, mm. as you know, everybody's different, you know, longer legs, um, short legs. Um, so I, I do think certain people are more susceptible to getting certain injuries. Mm. Um, for example, um, you know, long legged people, they, they may suffer more with, you know, hamstrings. I, I yeah. see it all the time in clinic um, where they just struggle immensely to, to you know, 
strengthen though it's because of the increased leverage so again we're talking yeah. about biomechanics we're talking about um the forces um loaded on the body due yeah. to uh, having longer levers so yeah um it, it's not just that it could be um why do um for example um why are some people good at squatting all the way down like astagrass i call it um mm. compared to others so some people sort of stop and then they fall over um <laughs> And and that's again, it's because it might be that they they just have shallow um, hip sockets. So it just means like the the ball and socket joint. Yeah. It's just either you know it's a bit more freed up, uh, there's a bit more room, or it's just a bit more compact. Um, and also the shape, the shape of the hip um, is is going to affect it as well, and the shape of the acetabulum on the pelvis. So yeah. all of those are gonna are gonna have an impact on these football players and athletes. Uh, which is why I think that's why, you know, sometimes I, I do believe that talent is born because it, it can just be the structural makeup of your own body. Mm -hmm. Not saying you have to work, you do have to work extremely hard to be an athlete um, and you have to have, you have to put the time in and the effort and have the, the right, you know, the right attitude for it. Cause it's, it sounds really hard work. Not that I, I am an athlete myself, but um, I've just, you know, I, I've, I've uh, treated um, the Great British uh, powerlifting um, uh, woman in Cambridge as well. She's from Cambridge. Um, so, yeah, she's... Can we give her a name check, please? Uh, Camille oh. Holland. You should go and check her out. She's absolutely amazing. Strong, strong lady. Good stuff. Um, so, yeah, she's, she's absolutely... She's a lovely lady as well. Um, always follow her on, on her Instagram. Um, she's, she's doing some good work at the moment. Um, and again, she trains at House of Fitness, and that's how we met. So, yeah, House of Fitness gym is—it's kind of like it's—it's it's a very sort of—it's um, got that family feel to it. It's a really lovely gym where you can, you know, you can just step in. Everyone's friendly. Everyone's really, you know, everyone talks to you. Um, and it's, you know, it's got a nice little personal training studio upstairs, but it's got the powerlifting stuff as well, Olympic weightlifting. So nice. it's kind of a mixture. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Fantastic! You just froze there for a second. Oh, you went, you went, you, you went all Peter Crouch like the robot. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Peter Crouch. Yeah. Well, again, I'm, I, I'm, as soon as you said long legs and long hamstrings, again, I'm just it's word, it's word association. I just thought Crouchy. So uh, yeah, yeah. Is um, have you seen his podcast? He's doing podcasts, isn't he? Um, yeah. He's definitely a really funny guy. Well, I, I mean, uh, so. Um, He's a funny guy, but I tell you, I, I do I do love him because he's um, and again slightly biased. But when um, Crouchy, Prince William, Thierry Henry, Liniger, Liniger, Liniker, uh, did uh, they did the program on mental health, didn't they? I don't know if you saw that, and they did it from Cam but they sit, they sit, uh, they did it at Cambridge United's ground. Oh, of course I did. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. One, so one, I thought the content was really good, but two, it was great to see my football club on prime time, BBC One TV. And, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, but, so yeah, but Crouchy was talking about, you know, well, he wasn't talking about, phys you know, his physical health, he was talking about his mental health with yeah. him being bullied. But, uh, but I'm just trying to think if, um, uh, well, Crouchy must have taken good care of himself because he was still playing up to this year, wasn't he? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was this year. Yeah, he was. It was with Stoke. Yeah, Is he yeah, still yeah. there? 
Yeah. Well, uh, he may still be there, but I, I guess I don't know because of the season perhaps ending yeah. prematurely. But uh, so, yeah, he must take him because he's, he's probably about 37, 38. So, yeah, he must, he must be by now. Yeah. yeah. I used to love him. I'm a Liverpool uh, fan, so when he used to play for Liverpool, I was like, yes, Crouchy. Oh, you do know, you do know that there's a chance that you've waited 30 years for the title and then it's going to be rescinded. <laughs> so, officially, <No. laughs> let's just, let's just let's stick with that thought, shall we? So, 30 years. <laughs> In between, in, in between that period, Man United have won it how many years? Not 12, 13? And then, uh, I hope, no, I hope it doesn't happen, but it, it would be a yeah, bit, it would be a bit, yeah, it would be a bit gutting though, wouldn't it? It would be. I'd probably end up crying. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of all ready for, for us to bring home the trophy and get myself up to Liverpool and, and celebrate with everyone, but... Yeah, I don't know what's happening with the Premier League games. Are they like, are they doing it behind closed doors now? Uh, <laughs> well, if you listen to the headlines, or if you read the headlines on the like the BBC Sport website, there's always somebody. Somebody comes on every day with their their idea about, oh, you know, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Some players asked in an interview, "Do you think the season's going to continue?" But God knows. I think I think the point isn't the point being if they. They can't rescind the league because they'll lose £1.2 billion in revenue. So they do it behind closed doors to, to get the... Well, no, they do it behind closed doors, but they're also... The idea was perhaps it'll be free to air, which I don't kind of... I don't understand that. Oh, uh, OK. That but, would be awesome. But even if you win the league, which you should do and will do, you can't have that mass gathering, can you? You can't have Cloppy. No. You can't have Cloppy on top of that bus. <laughs> I know I'm gutted. I'm oh, actually gutted. I do yeah. like I do like Klopp though. I just think he is he, he's a great man. He he again it's for me it's it's not it's not the I think it's his personality and his behaviour and how he's changed the, 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 the club. Yeah. Um and it, yeah, it's it's his own it's what he brings to the, the the players and you can tell he cares about them. He goes up and he hugs them and he's He's thanking the fans after every game. He's always on the pitch. He's always the last to leave. Yeah. Um, and I, I think every manager should should take a leaf out of his book. I think it's it's a great way to behave. It shows how professional, but also, you know, it's what the game's about. It's going back to the olden days. You know, my granddad, um, he used to play for Luton Town Football Club during the, the Second World War. And he used to play up against Bill Shankly. Yeah. Um, so he, he knows exactly what what life was like as a footballer back in the 1940s, and he um, yeah he had those you know those little football boots with the the steel caps yeah, yeah. on the end, and yeah, yeah. The massive heavy footballs that were like weighed a ton. Oh. Like oh you 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 don't know what it was like back in my <laughs> yeah. day. Football's really easy these days. <laughs> yeah. So meant- yeah, I remember once but a couple of things that came out. Of that one, the first thing you said was clock being a great man and he's a man before he's a manager you know yeah. so he is he is the leader dare i say he's a new fergie he's the leader of the club isn't he yes. he's is the old yeah fergie oh my god so much respect for that man he's just incredible well i'll tell you this is this is the great thing i, I and this brought it home so um uh, i originally grew up uh, so sort of cambridge born and bred and i recently i was brought up in a village called halton and the next village to that was Hazingfield. And um, cut long story short, Luke Chadwick 
um, Cambridge resident, went went to Man United, but when but to sign him, um, Fergie did the con- all the contract negotiations, and he came and he sat down in Lou Chadwick with his mum and dad in their front room and did the signature. I mean, what? Uh, wow. Yeah, and that's not again. That's not just oh, uh, you know, it's, you know, we we know people that know friends of Luke Chadwick and you think what a, you know what a what a man eh what a man yeah because so, um but it's also something that you said about Klopp as well okay you know it's that it's he is professional but he's human and he's got that empathy empathy for his um yeah as uh players as well what I love about him is he'll go up to the 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 opposition and he'll hug all the opposition he, he doesn't even know them and he'll just go up to them and, and hug them and he'll be like well played you did amazing he'll still give them praise yeah. even though they lost the game and and again that's what it's about he's always motivating and encouraging people mm. no matter who he meets um and yeah i i think it's brilliant um i, I don't, don't know if you saw you know that man man united young lad that um wrote a letter <laughs> to clock do you remember him and he went, why can't you just lose one game? Please, Klopp, I want you to lose one game. And I think he wrote him back and went, oh, it's out of my hands. It's kind of, you know, it's the players and, you know, I, I kind of, you know, it's, it's up to them and stuff. But they're the ones that are out on the field and wanting it right now and, and all this. And I think after that letter, we, we lost. We lost like two or three games. Oh, what was it? So it was, it was the Watford then? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was it, yeah, Watford 3-0, wasn't it? Um, after that, oh, this is this is testing my memory now. Uh, uh, there was another couple of games after that, though, that we lost, like, 1-2-0, and we were like, oh, my God, this little lad, he's jinxed <laughs> The <us."> little lad. <laughs> uh, you're not going to, well, you certainly won't do a Newcastle from 19, was it the 99, where they lost it from 17 points ahead, so... Uh. Yeah, oh, I do love Newcastle United. I think they're a, they're a pretty good team. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit biased though with um, Rafael Benitez, obviously being Liverpool. Um, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, he's yeah, he's good. Um, but yeah, I think I I'm hoping that um, again it it might change. I know like with the whole coronavirus and football at the moment, and football being like the biggest sport in the world currently, it's Hope, hopefully maybe this will change football a little bit in terms of you know um, the way that they play the game and the way that the footballers react to certain things I'm hoping it will change you know certain things about you know the, the game a little bit so I so so I think I think technically I mean I, again I'll speak from a sort of a, 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 a sort of a Cambridge Cambridge United point of view that I think one there's got to be a wage cap. There's got to be a wage cap because the lower league teams won't be able to survive any other way. But mm. to, 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 to your point, I think what it will change is even for the bigger clubs, necessarily for the smaller clubs, it will bring them closer and closer and closer to the community. Because again, Cambridge, I, was, I had the community trust manager for Cambridge United on pod, a podcast uh, four episodes ago. And he was saying how Cambridge United are getting out into the community. They're speaking to the vulnerable, uh, vulnerable people. Even Cambridge United's manager was taking, was phoning, phoning and t- taking phone calls from you know elderly fans. 
Um, so yeah, it's going to reconnect. It's going to football as a vehicle to reconnect the communities together is 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 going to be. I I think and I hope it's going to be the lasting legacy for for football. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because if you think about it, I mean that is it, it is a now it's been taken away from us in the short term how important it really is football is to lots of people it's their part of their weekly routine and it's part of um just it's it's massive in cambridge it's massive that that community bringing those people together you know there's people that may maybe from whatever reason just need cambridge united as part of their their routine meeting people um you know, and I and I still feel, although you know, although Liverpool's a worldwide uh, brand, I'm still I still feel it's a massive part of the community up there. Oh, definitely. Um, and what I love about it is, I think I, I'm, I'm again, I I look at uh, their social media um, videos, and and the guys that you know, um, I think it's especially Trent and all, all, all the young ones, they're doing their bit for charity still. They're, they're mm-hmm. all helping out. And I, I think it's great um, going into Old Air Hospital and, and you know, l- looking after the kids and, and just talking to the kids and just giving them hope that, you know, because I, I guess in hospitals at the moment, the kids before this all, you know, that they're going to be lonely, aren't they? They're going to need people to talk to. And I think it's lovely that all these, you know, athletes, I mean, even celebrities are doing their thing and, and getting 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 out there and speaking to people um and it's it's just again it's all coming together i think mm. that's, that's what we're good at as a nation we're, we're great at coming together at times times in need so it's a yeah. bit of a, it's a bit of a cliche i i, I agree it, it does sound like a bit of a cliche and you could roll it your does, eyes yeah. but yeah they're right we 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 for for our i'm not going to mention the word the b word but from our recent disagreements isn't it, isn't it interesting how how the, all that's been forgotten and how that's been put into perspective? You know, the differences with that that vote we had a couple of years ago. I'm not going to mention the B word. Yeah. And, you, and how that, how that <laughs> and how that's forgotten. Do you know what I mean? I find that uh, you know, well, um, I don't think it's forgotten, but it's it's put into stark compa- uh, comparison to what's really important. Yeah. Not totally. just not just your oh, you've got your opinion, I've got my opinion. Let's let's verbally joust. You know, hit it out. Yeah 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 um i think that it's only going to pull people closer together now Mm. um and again it's it's yeah it it is just about staying positive and forgetting that it's great to have opinions and and you know it's just making sure you're not crossing that barrier and, and and going taking it too far and I think that's something again that we can all uh, take away and, and focus on is, you know, I'm in, uh, in the past, I've maybe, you know, shared my opinions with, with people at maybe a bit too much. And over the last few weeks, I've definitely thought, Oh yeah, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Or, you know, <laughs> maybe could have, you know, yeah. less is more sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I can, basically i'm very much like that so yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so but yeah i think sport movement exercise i think it it is all bringing us together um and uh we just need to focus on the happy hormones that's that's what it comes down to um is making sure that we're focusing on 
getting these hormones out and and yeah getting getting positive keeping positive and keep on moving and uh, awesome. yeah my my little um i've got a a friend a friend of mine who's uh, got a little boy and uh, i've got a sticker on my car it says just keep swimming and it's got a picture of dory on it and he absolutely loves it <laughs> when we do our nhs cupping on a thursday evening i'm like just keep moving just keep moving <laughs> And everyone thinks I'm strange, but I'm like, ah, nah. it's all good. Uh, is anybody on the street? I've got the pots and pans out. Oh, yeah, they've got yeah. the pots and pans out. Yeah, we've had, I'll tell you what we have had. We <laughs> had our next door neighbour get her keyboard out and oh. start playing uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's beautiful. <laughs> it was great. Oh. Um, and then down the street, we've got another guy, um, an old guy doing a bit on the saxophone. Oh, somewhere man. Over the Rainbow. So, did I, yeah, yeah. Did I say, was it on. Um, Somebody was doing Baker Street on the saxophone. I think it was on uh, Good Morning Britain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Love it. Yeah, um, it's so good. On that, on that note, I reckon, because uh, we, we could talk about everything for the next two hours. Oh, we could. Yeah. Um, do you want to just give us, um, obviously they can find it in the description. I don't know why I'm doing that, because there's obviously the description below. There you go. Probably won't match it up. There you go, it's about there. Um, <laughs> about uh, uh, your blogs, where people can find you, just the sort of your, your sort of social media handles and all that. Yeah, sure. So um, it's called Sports Corrective Therapy um, and the website is just sportscorrectivetherapy.co.uk. So if you go to the homepage, uh, if you click on the news um, and the blogs, they'll all be there for you to read. Um, in, in the next week or so, the strength, um, the strength blog will be up there. So keep an eye out on that. Um, and then, yeah, like like Dan said, I'll, I'll put all the the links um, for all the research um, if people are interested in in looking at that. So yeah, a couple of good reads there. Good stuff. I got through that whole podcast about calling you Natasha, didn't I? That's a result. Yes. yes. There we go. <laughs> Virtual high five. There we, all, there we go. Look at that. <laughs> good stuff, Nat. Speak to you awesome. soon. Thanks very much, Dan. Take Pleasure. care. See you, see you. Bye. 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 Thank you.